While we all hope to make a profit with our business, many businesses begin with a mission in mind first. The product or service flows from that, the purpose, the heart of the entrepreneur behind it to make a positive impact on their community. But when challenges arise, whether it's learning new skills or navigating a pandemic, it takes courage and wisdom to take the right steps forward. I'm your host, Jordan Carmack, a leadership development and communication skill coach in London, Kentucky, and you're listening to Women of the Bluegrass, a leadership development podcast for and about women leading the way in Kentucky industries. My guest today is Kendra Smallwood, owner and founder of Pearl Apparel, a custom embroidery and printing company in Laurel County. Formerly a stateside Christian missionary in Letcher County, Kentucky, she is passionate about Jesus and community building through local business. Today, we talk about her business origin story and how she's looking to grow personally and professionally in the coming year. You're listening to Women of the Bluegrass, and I'm excited to have with me Kendra Smallwood, former stateside missionary and owner of Pearl Apparel, a custom apparel and market side and gathering space in London. Kendra, I'm so excited that you are joining us for the podcast today. Thank you for having me. I was so excited when you ask. <laughs> I know. Um, listen, we've been friends for a while, and I've loved following your journey as Pearl has grown, so I wanted to hear more about um what how, what that has been like for you and your growth as a businesswoman um, and as a, a leader in our community, um, but then also how you got started. So yeah. um, <laughs> I, you know, I love to tell origin stories on this podcast, particularly of different businesses. And um, so tell me, what's your origin story? Yeah. So um, that key piece that you said at the beginning of the stateside missionary, that is really in my DNA. So I was a missionary in Leslie County, Kentucky, and Mm -hmm. I love the people of Leslie County. Oh my goodness. Southeastern Kentucky is beautiful. Um, But um, the Lord just orchestrated my story. I wasn't looking for it. He chased me down through some angel investors that I'll forever be grateful for. Mm -hmm. And I've always been crafty, never worked a normal job really in my life other than (laughs) Starbucks. Um, So, yeah, it was one of those opportunities where someone saw something in me that the Lord placed on their heart. And I began praying and dreaming and had to learn all the software alone and treated, uh, you know, learning Photoshop like a college course. And, yeah, it was just so I wasn't chasing it down. It chased me down. Wow, that's amazing. So when was that? How long has it been? That was in 20... So in 2015, they approached me and I said, no. Because <laughs> they... So um, they had wanted me to help this company or this larger business that was local mm-hmm. um, had approached me about helping them with embroidery work mm-hmm. for their promotional products. And I thought I was going to be working for them mm-hmm. on the side and um, I was like, no, I'm a missionary. Like, I, I plan to move to Africa or to do whatever, like, God wants me to do. So no way. So I put it off. And then God slowly began replacing me out mm-hmm. of every leadership role that I was in and, like, was booting me out of Leslie County. Oh, wow. <laughs> How did that feel? It was so... It was so unnerving because I didn't know who I was anymore. But the Mm -hmm. one thing that I did know is my identity in Christ Mm -hmm. and that he was kind. Mm -hmm. And so whatever he was going to lead me to, I knew it was going to be good. But I was no longer in leadership or what I was comfortable in. So I just began praying and fasting and all the things. And um, they asked me again. And I was like, okay, I'll have a meeting. (laughs) (laughs) And the rest is kind of history. 
That's amazing. So it started with embroidery. Uh-huh. And then what did the growth of Pearl Apparel look like? Did you start off? Did you name it and dive right into the business? Yeah. So the, in our like? final meeting, after I had been researching everything, so God had taught me business um, as a missionary because I launched and designed and and created this um, coffee shop in Leslie County called The Well, Mm -hmm. and it funded their food pantry. So I started that from nothing Mm -hmm. and trained up 50 volunteers, um, the disabled, the young, the high schoolers, and all of this, and did like a work readiness program and all these things. So God taught me business on someone else's dime, Mm -hmm. and that kind of prepared me. So I just went into research mode and started looking at these these different pieces of equipment and – all with the heart of saving the money, finding something right. quality, uh-huh. um, something that was different. So whenever I saw this machine, it's called direct-to-garment printing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd never seen anything like it. It prints one shirt at a time. And I knew as a, and it's just a PNG file, so there's no setup fees. And so my mind was, I work with ministries who w- who need one shirt because mm-hmm. that's all that, you know, they don't need a hundred. Yeah. And so that became my passion was seeing how we could make um, businesses and ministries and organizations look and feel as professional as they wanted to without breaking the bank mm-hmm. or setting on a hundred shirts. And that is wasteful. So, yeah. So that was kind of the vision. And I just began researching all these equipment and I traveled to Cincinnati and I was like, we need this and this, or you need this and this. And then in our final meeting, she was like, so what are you going to um, name your business? And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was her business that I was mm. working for. Mm. I thought I was going to manage and still be part-time missionary. Mm-hmm. So I almost fell on the floor <laughs> because I was like, wait, I don't think I signed up for this. Did I sign up for this? And so, yeah, I named the business and decided, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So um, where did Pearl come from? So a Pearl, I've always been fascinated with Pearl since I was young. Um, but how it is just a little bit of sand in the hidden place with that, is it a clam? I think it's a clam. I really need to fine tune this. Uh (laughs) But um, a little bit of sand inside of a clam in the hidden place, a lot of discomfort. But it's just a clam in God, and it creates this beautiful pearl. And that's what I felt like because I renovated an old tattoo shop and did a lot of the labor by myself because – um, you know, they were the investors. And so we just tried to keep costs down. Startup fees. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, that's why it's Pearl Apparel. Just mm-hmm. a lot of behind the scenes, me and Jesus, you know, wow. just working it out. <laughs> so you started in a really small space. Yes. Um, I remember going in there and you had a lot of inventory and y'all were hustling. Yes. Um, now at the time in your original space, you did end up with more than one employee. It was more than just you after mm-hmm. a while. Yes. So out the gate, um, I had been blessed with these amazing investors. Um, they let me use one of their employees from time to time in slower mm-hmm. seasons. So I taught them how to print and how to help. Um, but I remember sitting at the desk and just like crying because I was over it. I didn't want anyone else to order anything because I was <laughs> so tired. A lot of businesses pray for pray for business, mm-hmm. which we've been there too. But God's hand was so on it that, mm-hmm. I mean, every day someone walked in the door or you emailed or called. Yeah, and I just cried. And I was like, take it back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when did you know in that earliest difficult season mm-hmm. that you were creating something special, that this was going to be a major part of your life? When people started coming in off the streets to order a shirt 
and end up sharing their life story with me. Yeah. And I was like, this is ministry. Yeah. I mean, we prayed with people. One lady, she thought she was going to have to have surgery. We prayed over her and God moved and she didn't have to have surgery. It was wild. Yeah. And like people would just come in and even during whenever COVID hit, the Lord told me that we needed to close people in faith. And so we did faith over fear shirts. I shipped them nationwide for free shipping, did them super cheap. And I said, if you need prayer, call us. And we were answering and praying, answering and praying, like constantly, healthcare workers, moms, people who were so scared. And so I just, we care about people more than profit, and God has honored that. And I think sometimes whenever there's a there's a face and it's somebody in your local community, that mm-hmm. makes a difference too versus going to Etsy and ordering a custom yes. shirt or something like that. Yes. It makes a difference when you know when you know that person. Um, so the pandemic hit yes. in March of 2020. And how long had you guys been in business by that point? Uh, so we opened in October of 2017, just okay. a couple of days after my birthday. Mm-hmm. Don't recommend. <laughs> <laughs> Do not recommend that. Um, but yeah. And so you'd been in business a couple of years and you were still in your original space by this point when the pandemic hit. Yes. Um, But some major transitions started happening even in the midst of lockdown. Yes. Tell me about that. Yes. So um, I have a wonderful friend who owns MZ Media, Megan, and she has helped me with designs and different things. And um, she had this gut feeling, Kendra, we need to build you a website. And there's no one like me, truly. I have traveled to go observe other print shops and, mm-hmm. and tried to communicate with people, but there's no one that really does what we do. Right. Um, and so she was like, Kendra, we need to do a website. And I, that was a December of 2019. And I was like, no. And the Lord was like, yes. <laughs> and so we literally spent January fine tuning this website and then COVID hit. And so it was literally the grace of God that allowed us to just pivot quickly. Mm-hmm. And so we pivoted. And then in that, we were able to see, okay, how can we help other businesses? There was a local fitness studio at the time here. And um, all the fitness studios were shut down. And we were like, we can help them with cheap, as cheap as shirts that we can print them and they can resell them and make a massive profit. They were making way more than we were making off the shirts, <laughs> yeah. which is is great, but God blessed that and kept us so busy. We grew mm-hmm. in 2020. Wow. Like we have continued to grow. One year we doubled. Wow. Yeah. We have grown mm-hmm. every year. So even in the midst of that very difficult season for many business for many businesses, you were finding as a supporter of other businesses yes. that um, you were still able to do well and serve those yeah. those around you. Um, so you guys are now in a new space, yes. a much much larger yes. space. Um, tell me about what that. When did you know you needed to grow? Yes. And what did that growth process look like? So we moved into our new location in November of 2021. And I had, I had written down the vision and doodled this out in 2018. Wow. 2018. So the vision was already there, um, but I didn't know when. And so in 20, well, in 2018 or 2019, uh, I started buying furniture in faith because I knew that we were out of space. We were literally butt to butt working, uh, <laughs> printing and embroidery. And we, our dressing room was now an inventory space. We were looking at trying to get a, um, 
it was just time. It was growing pains and like we were about to have the baby. (laughs) It was You were out of space. Oh, we were so out of space. Like even customers walking in, I was like, I'm sorry, our retail space is really tiny right now because we need the space. For production. For boxes Mm -hmm. and production. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, we were we were managing, but we were really just busting at the seams waiting for that opportunity. Cause I looked I looked at other um, locations and nothing felt right. Um, it was good offers, but it was not the right space. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, God just orchestrated um, a family who was purchasing where we're at now and reached out and was like, are you still wanting to grow? And um, yeah, again, that pearl, pearl number two was made because me and my team and their husbands hustled and we, to save them cost and to help us get better rent and things we did a lot of work I mean mm-hmm. I don't even know how many hours so all the construction to get the yeah new space ready yes mm-hmm. so tell me about your current location what are you building in that space it is amazing so um, we do t-shirt printing we're custom apparel and more mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. Um, we do commercial quality embroidery um, we do any kind of promotional products, but I love the market side aspect because we mm-hmm. couldn't technically be a coffee shop just mm-hmm. because of where we are and different things. One day, eventually, I think that could be a part of our story, but not now. Um, so we just do drip coffee by donation mm-hmm. and we support a local uh, green chair coffee. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, local roasters. And then we have tables and couches where people can just sit and use our internet. Jordan, you've used it. <laughs> I have. I have worked from that space many a day, many a yeah, day. I love that. It brings me such joy. So we just wanted a space that felt like a second home mm-hmm. for people in our community, mm-hmm. um, especially where so many people had gotten to transition to work from homes you know, Mm -hmm. positions. So we wanted something that felt like home where people could just bring their lunch and and sit down. And then also um, we have, you know, live music, worship nights. We rent the space out for smaller events and things like that. Mm -hmm. And just giving, because we have coffee shops, which are wonderful in our town, Mm -hmm. but the sitting space isn't as large. And then some of their hours are short. We are open till six and then eight Mm -hmm. on Fridays. Right. Because you're still doing all the production in the other part of the facility, and you're still taking those orders. Yes. So you're able to maintain those larger hours Hours. than others might be able to do. Yes. Wow. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, you have an an incredible space. It's got kind of this vintage-y vibe, kind of a deconstructed vibe that's really – it's comfortable. It does feel like home. Um, I love that you're facilitating – there are all these conversations now about a need for a third space. You've got home and you've got work. Where's that third space where you hang out, where you would go um, spend time with your friends or you would meet somebody for coffee or you're – and we're seeing some of those things grow in our community. Um, And Pearl is one of those spaces for Mm -hmm. people. Um, now, beyond your own production and then these kind of hangout spaces, you also have other vendors. Yes, Tell me yes. about um, how that came to be. So back in the day, I used to sell um, crocheted or crocheted, embroidered pillows and candles and things at other spaces. And I, that was always just such an honor. So I wanted to make a space where um, different vendors could pay us a low fee set up a their own little stand as long as it's kind of cohesive with mm-hmm. our vibes mm-hmm. but their own little retail shop within our shop and there's no real commitment there we ask for about a six month but mm-hmm. that way they can they can if they don't have a brick and mortar mm-hmm. they have a space where they can display their things and we've got we've got several and we've got a few more on the way of just handmade products mm-hmm. or local authors mm-hmm. um, and things like that so 
Wow. So maybe like book readings could be in your future one day. Yeah. Um, at absolutely. these spaces. That's absolutely. really neat. And the coffee is fantastic. You mentioned um, Green Chair Coffee, yes. which is another local business started mm-hmm. by um, some of our law enforcement professionals yes. um, who are now uh, have gotten into coffee um, and doing K cups. And so it seems like the consistent theme I'm hearing through your story is this this space is a support to other businesses. Yes. And yes. so um, you provide that that support for them, whether it's just in in their promotional items, but then also sometimes even providing space. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I know that getting to sit in that is is an honor, but mm-hmm. also it's so much fun seeing other organizations grow and thrive and getting to be a part of their story. Um, so uh, we get to kind of switch gears now um, to some of the questions that I love to ask every person that comes on, on my podcast. Um, so what is one trend that you've noticed that you're excited about in our region or our community? So I have noticed even just this morning in what you are doing, um, this, I don't know, this supporting one another, mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. this um, getting behind each other and championing other businesses and less competition, more community over competition, mm-hmm. which has been, it's in our shop, like hanging. <laughs> You've got the banner. Because that's who we are, yeah. is community over competition. We yeah. all, there's enough business for everybody to win. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really seeing this younger generation like rising up mm-hmm. who have vision and dreams mm-hmm. and who are like wanting to support support local so mm-hmm. I've just been seeing that and then also um, I've been seeing a lot of mentorship happening mm-hmm. and like one-on-one coffee dates and things like that so that just it just blesses me so yeah mm-hmm. yeah so how would you if there is somebody listening to this podcast that has an idea um, and wants to be a part of that, how would you encourage them? Um, like you said, you were sort of, you, there was somebody in your life who yeah. was nudging you and, and encouraging you forward. Um, what would you say to that person that has an idea but just isn't sure? Yeah, so um, I ha- love that I get phone calls and texts and messages asking to have coffee so that they can just talk out their idea. So mentorship is huge to me, um, and I, I've chatted through things um my brain is not working right now sorry oh that's okay this is gonna be an edit moment (laughs) (laughs) you know unfortunately we don't these are live interviews basically so there's no edits later (laughs) but you're perfectly fine it's all right this is the real deal it's also early in the morning (laughs) you might be listening to this at another time but it is early someone had an idea I say write it down. If money was not an option, if position was not an option, Mm. write it down. Dream big. Dreams are free. Mm. Write it down. Mm -hmm. And then what I was trying to say whenever I stumbled over myself is I have had the honor to meet and talk with, and I love sitting with people and hearing their dreams. And, like, let's talk about practical steps. What is your first step? I love the saying, how do you eat an elephant? Uh, One bite bite at a time. time. Yep. Absolutely. (laughs) So, um... Yeah, so just dream. Mm-hmm. They're free. Yeah, help and help them identify those concrete steps in yeah. the beginning. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's the hardest thing is I have this idea, but where do I even start? Yeah, absolutely. Um, in pursuing this. So it makes a difference to have those mentors around you. You can ask those questions. Absolutely. So um, what is one area of growth for you these days? It oh. can be personal or professional, yes. however yes. you want to take that. 
So God has really started encouraging me (laughs) in tough love um, to really step up my discipline behind the scenes. Mm. So like this morning, I woke up at 630 so that I could get a workout in and spend time with him before meeting you. And the, the things that aren't glamorous fine-tuning those the back end of my business knowing my numbers knowing the things that aren't fun <laughs> and a I, less flashy, I'm a yeah. creative yeah. and and also sometimes uh like OCD but I hate those super details because they feel scary and overwhelming mm-hmm. so God is really challenging me to go into those scary overwhelming find help when needed mm-hmm. but just do the next just be the word of my uh, the word of the year for me is steady just steady growth i'm not sprinting i'm not sprinting and it's not for show it is one step at a time and those correct steps forward growth is going to make lasting change and it already has wow i'm on day 44 of working out in a row and i do (laughs) think sometimes making those changes personally yes can it bleeds over into our professional lives into our spiritual lives Mm -hmm. whenever we are demonstrating that kind of discipline um it's and and likewise i think it works the other way too whenever you become more disciplined in your business or in your spiritual life like that can influence the other areas and discipline is something that has to be practiced over time it's not something that you can just oh yep i'm disciplined today i learned the other day that confidence is like that i was listening to another podcast that confidence is something that can be lost and gained but you can practice confidence and grow in that it's not just something you magically one day you're confident and 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 you go from there Um, and so i think whenever we look at these things as skills discipline is a skill that can be practiced um and we build in these habits and these routines they enable exactly what you said that steady move forward yeah um, the long obedience in one direction I think uh, something Elizabeth Elliot the missionary mm-hmm. talked about yes so um, we've sort of um, alluded to some of this already but um, I I love to ask this question share with us one piece of advice that you received that throughout the course of your life that's been a game changer for you professionally or personally and why um so there is no one like you Hmm. we are all individually made and created and i can't expect people to always understand the calling on my life and even businesses being so um so unique in what we do you can't look around for other people's um opinions or um, you can you can get ideas and feel inspired, but just remembering that you are so unique, and no one can love people like you love people, and no one can can walk out the calling that God has on your life or the the business and the dreams that He's put in your life, um, is to put horse bl- horse blinders on. I I just remember always wanting to fit in. I'm very tall. I'm six foot tall with shoes on. And in third grade, I was taller than my teacher um, in third grade. And so I have always been so unique, and I hated my uniqueness. But um, so many different people who were older than me took opportunities to pour into me and be like, use your uniqueness at your advantage because you're who you are. You Mm. can't change that. And all you can do is grow and develop and allow other people to feel free to be who they are. And so when you're confident and you you walk in your individual calling, then you allow other people 
to feel free to do the same. You model that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> so you. what's next for Pearl? What does your 2023 look like? Yeah, so being steady, like I said. Yeah. Um, we have been in this whirlwind of growth since being in our new location. I mean, massive uh, massive orders have come in that we weren't used to, but we're handling so well. Mm. So we're fine tuning our systems, things that aren't glamorous. We're fine tuning our systems. We're rearranging the shop a little bit. We're, um, working on ways to make our team more effective and making sure that we're always, our motto is honor God and honor people. Mm. And so out of that abundance, what does that look like? It's, it's communicating with our customers. It's, it's making sure that our, our prices are fair. It's, you know, all the things are, that our employees have, everything worked out so when they come to work, they can get to work. It's not this, what's going on? Mm-hmm. You know, but... Because um, you have several employees now. Yes, there's 10 of us. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So um, they're, they range from high school girls to a college girl that does our social media that started out by printing with me when she Mm -hmm. was in high school so it's just we we have I call them the dream team they really are and they've all caught the vision they Mm -hmm. love the Lord but more than that they love people and so out of that abundance is when we know that our quality is well and if it's not then we've got to retrain our eyes to make sure that we are looking through the lens of what does it look like to honor God and honor people? I mean, we are constantly course correcting mm-hmm. to get back. It's not about the profit. The profit will make it for itself. It's about honoring God mm-hmm. and honoring people. Wow. Well, that is an excellent way to mm-hmm. end our podcast. Thank you so much for um, sharing your your origin story yes. with us, um, <laughs> for encouraging our listeners to be themselves um, and to identify what that thing is and um, celebrate it and not run from it yes. maybe. Um, and I also loved the that you talked about that that power of mentorship and um, moving forward in in that way. Yeah. So um, if anybody else is feeling nudged into a project um, that's been a dream, maybe today is the time to take that next take that next step. Find out what that first step is yes. and and move forward and have that conversation. So Kendra, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Kendra's story is full of small steps of faithfulness and the insight and encouragement of others along the way. Whether it was angel investors or the gentle guidance of a mentor, I love how so much of Kendra's success is supported by people who invested in her growth. Now she's able to do this for others, modeling faithfulness and courage each step of the way. Maybe it's your turn to put a name to a strength for someone else and empower them to do what Kendra did. Perhaps you're on the receiving end of that encouragement and gratefully learning as you go. Regardless, we need each other to build up our communities one step at a time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Women of the Bluegrass. Guess what? We hit 100 listens last week. Slow and steady, just the way I like it. If you're enjoying the show, make sure you hit subscribe. We've got some great interviews coming up from the music industry and agriculture, and you're not going to want to miss them. While you're at it, would you consider sharing this episode with a mentee or mentor of yours this week if you think they would be encouraged by it? As always, I appreciate you and each one of our guests for the wisdom and inspiration they share. This is how we grow together. Have a great week. Mm